Hey, good evening. Today, episode of Cruising with Phil. My name is Phil Cruz. I'm my returning guest from last week, former Ward Canada Ward 15, Sheena Sharp. How are you doing, Sheena? Thanks for coming back. I'm doing fine. Great. So, as you know, what I really want to do is interview you. You're going to interview me? Oh, oh great. That's what I said. That's what you hey, said yes to. I thought you misquote the words when you wrote it. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Don't well, put me on the fire. The thing is that um, I'm not only a candidate for Ward 15, I'm a candidate for the Green Party for oh. Don Valley West, which is Ward 15. I heard. Yeah. And I'm hoping I'm going to put my name forward for um, the next election and probably the one after that. For what? The Green Party? For the Green Party, yeah. Wow, that's great. And so partly I have a very and um, firm belief that Climate at climate change is the biggest issue of our time. Yeah. And I took in 2008, like I'm an architect and um, I own a small firm. Uh, we're, we're seven people. And in 2008, so 15 year anniversary this year, we wow. focused everything we did on low emissions buildings. So we've been building our skill set, we've been doing that. and. And it's really been my frustration that um, I can't, we can't, our little Barry man, uh, Mary band of anarchists is one of my employees says, um, we can't really make a difference. You know, the politicians have to make a difference. So that's what I think. But at the end of the, our last interview, you said something different. So I want to understand, like I've been in this, my head has been in this. Oh, what uh oh. So what what do you think about climate change? What do you think is true? Well, first of all, I want to tell you all these groups that come out. I don't believe in a lot of these groups. I believe in some groups that really stand for climate change, but for profit with the government, I don't believe in that. What I think about climate change, it's essential. Uh, it should have been done way before 2010, for what I'm reading, you know. I gotta tell you something, when I was in the when I was in the Navy on the ship, we recycled everything. I knew about recycling way before you got recycling. Yep. In the, in the, the Navy has strict rules about dumping things at sea. If you don't yep. have a if you don't have a septic tank, it's illegal, you get charged big time. And if we yep. if we come alongside it with our ship, because some other the ships don't have they don't have a portable, what do you call portable potties, septic system, yep. we can't we cannot go on the ship. Except for number one, we have to go off on the uh, on the boardwalk for anything else because of the septic tanks. So in the Navy, we, everything we get in the food, the folks have it down packed. Nothing is wasted. Everything is recycled from food to soups to everything. There's nothing recycled. Nothing, nothing's wasted. So I was recycling. Yeah. I was recycling wait, back in uh, 2008, 2009. Even the word recycling. Remember this bottle? They came yeah. a little logo. The three. Remember the triangle? Yeah. So that makes me laugh. I'm going to tell you, that makes me laugh because I remember this. This is embedded in our system. Recycle, combustible, recycle. What was that 30 years ago? 40 years ago? Yeah. Do we so recycle now, them? No. And then what? <laughs> now we yeah. can't get rid of them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So like in, the, in all the Navy ships, every everybody people don't know, but all the, all around the world, it's illegal to dump anything at sea. Meaning if we if the raising a washing at sea. You can't just dump it at sea, just like other ships. Before they get with it, even like, usually funny, a lot of the cruise liners, 
dump their yeah. things at sea and people don't know that. Yeah. And that's, and that's illegal, you know, because but, who's going to see it, right? But that's really interesting because a ship becomes, like there are people who say that um, the planet is a closed loop. It's kind of like a Navy ship, right? Yeah. So whatever, nothing leaves. But our economy is an open loop. We believe in continuous growth. Yeah. We dig stuff up over here. We use it for a while and we put it in a hole over here. And that keeps moving. And at some point with billions and billions of people, like I have very good friends who say, well, Sheena, like the impact of people is way too small. Like in the ship on an ocean. So you dump a little bit of sewage here, you dump it. Like, is that really going to make a difference? Oh, yeah. It will make a well, difference. Well, yeah. So at some point, it starts to make a difference on the planet, too, right? You know, people ask me, but why are all these ships leaking oil, these tankers? Yep. Well, I've been on these ships myself personally. And you want to, they're, they're uh, I don't know, different countries have different rules, but their uh, inspections are like way below standards. Yeah. I was on a, I was on a tank. I was actually on a tank. If you quote it, it leaked three years later, and this okay. tank, the wall, the bulk is supposed to be a certain width, yeah, distance, and they have all these rules got to go by, uh, temperature, climate, all those. Anyways, these bulkheads on these old tankers are like supposed to be this thick. Yeah. Three times they get worn down. When I was on this tanker, it was about this thin, and that's why these yeah. things, these things leak. People look at metal. Metal deteriorates through time. That's why the yep. Canadian, that's why Canadian ships are over painting the ship to keep the metal intact. <laughs> Basically, that's a joke there. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of people go, why are these tankers always, you know? And really, I'm going to get mad on it. Pisses me off when I see these commercials, but these dove commercials, you know, soap, you know, the yep. soap commercials, and they're cleaning the little duckies. Yeah. They're saying, dove bitter yeah. environment. I said, I said, what, you're trying to, you're trying to claim claim that you're cleaning the little duckies? Well, how about you stop doing the tankers? Get a proper inspection, upgrade your systems, and stop leaking. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And they, say, and they say it doesn't. And people, no matter what people see on TV, they cannot perfectly clean up that area that's contaminated, no matter what. All the, even they got the, the the nets around there or whatever the, whatever they use there. There's no way you can you, you can't clean it, everything up all the way. You know they won't. I wish they would put the stats of how many fish die of each species in that contaminated area. And they don't. You know yeah. they don't. Put that. Why don't they put that? They don't put it. You know why? Because they're going to have people mad at them. That's why. Yeah, exactly. So, so you mentioned you you think some groups are honest, but you don't think the government is. But you didn't mention fossil fuel companies. Well, fossil fuel companies. Oh, you mean like recycling fuels? No, I mean like Suncor and the large fossil fuel companies that are selling us gas. Big waste. They don't. They don't want. They won't. They think they're saying they're going to go economy wise or fuel wise or uh, uh, eco friendly. It's all bull. It's all it is. You think that you think a, a billion dollar company like that is going to convert and lose money? No, it's not going to happen. But what, but what I think is that, um, well, a bunch of things. What direction to go in? I think that they're behind the the freedom convoy. What do you think? Definitely behind. You know. Well, I'll give you another example. 80 countries, uh, I think it was 80 countries signed the, uh, I, I did it, I did a video, I forgot the whole term. It's a whale protection environment. I forgot, okay. I forgot the three words, I forgot. I wrote, yeah. I did video. Three countries withdrew because they didn't want to meet the guidelines for protection of whales, 
right? And one of them is the United States. Alaska is one of the states. Alaska, yeah, U.S. And right? Japan. Japan, and what's the other was uh, Sweden, or I wrote it down. Okay. But anyways, they were Jew, so, oh, Japan. Japan's reason is because they feed their children uh, medicine, and it's part of their curriculum of school to be this certain parts of the fish, whatever, for soup, yeah. sort of, we're all this, <laughs> really? Go buy some camels, buddy. You're going to kill the environment. Jeez. But anyways, I don't care if all the whales, do. we're going to use them until they disappear because it's well, part you know, of our curriculum. Like, why would you makes, do that? No, it makes me that we still learn from nature. We could, we learn every day from nature. People say, oh, how do the, how do the, how do whales have echo communication? We studied, we studied in the Navy. How does yeah. a whale know? I told, I told a whale story. I don't know people believe the story. I did a video a while back. Yeah. One of my favorite animal stories. I was in the West Coast. We're down at the, and Azraq is a weapon in the ship that you got to repair once in a while. Yeah. It's a vessel thing, yeah. anti-missile. So we're the five of us down in the water in the West Coast where all the orcas and the whales are, right? So I was like by myself. We're all going for lunch. I was in the water with scooping gear up by myself. You know that train of thought? You go like, and I love whales. I said, you know, I said, just at that time, you know, I said in my head, gosh, I'd love, I'd love to touch a whale right now because I knew they were in the area in the distance. Yeah. I just, I'd love to touch a whale right now and just like right there, right in front of me, five feet right there. I mean, this thing's yeah. big and I'm like, excuse my life and shit, my brakes like, what? They're huge. They're oh like a God, yeah. bus, right? But it just happened just like, you know, like a train of thought. I just like that. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, like I said, can I have a sex like, Can I have a beverage? Somebody give me a beverage like that. Yeah. So this thing, I said, I'm, I'm like, and nobody's, they're all, they're all the shit looking down, right? See what's going on, right? And they're getting their weapons ready. And I was like, I said, okay, if I'm gonna get killed, I'm gonna have one chance to do. I'm gonna touch the whale. <laughs> <laughs> so I put my hand out, and I can see his eyes. He's looking at me, or she's looking at me, right? The eyes, just looking at me, and just look at me like this as I put my hand out. I'm like real, and I put yeah. my hand in the whale. And you know what? I tell this to people. I'll never get over that feeling such serenity and tranquility in this animal, this mammal, yeah. right? And I put my hand, and she looked at me, or he, and as soon as I took my hand up, gone back on the water, it's gone. You know, that was my most favorite animal story. I told in the video during the election, I said, but you know what? How did that happen? People ask that. How did I have to think that? And that, just that moment, right there, not even like five seconds right after, you know? Okay, but Phil, so if we've got this, if climate change is a big deal and you think it is, and you ran for mayor, how do you think this is affecting the city? Well, first of all, they got to get some rules. They got to make it up. I know parts of Europe now with all these buildings being built, you know, the, yeah. they're saying they're using uh, certain uh, materials and all that. Why not? Yeah. Uh, three, I can't remember, three cities or more than that in Europe have a bylaw, a law. You cannot build anything unless you meet all the standards of these rules of these of these ingredients. I think ingredients, every tool, even down to the nail. If, and, they, and the law is, if you don't pass, if you don't meet this curriculum of things that are all economy-wise, uh, energy-efficient materials, you know, if you even want one nail, you cannot get the permit to build just like that. And that should be here. It should but, be here. But we build maybe, we add maybe 3% to our new buildings every year. It's all junk. But we, it does, no, but we need to get 50% reduction in eight years. Yeah. But there's not it's a, not going to be no, new it's buildings. Not gonna it's not going to work. Like, no, think not. about your ship metaphor. Why is it not going to happen? No, you know why? Because they, they signed that thing with 2015. We talked about it in the election during debates. 2015, they signed that agreement to meet 2030, the, uh, the date, and then 2040. 
they're not going to be 2030. I'm telling people that they're all with all these. That's what these. Yeah, but why? Why? Because they don't. They didn't get. They didn't act upon it when they signed it. Even. uh, Okay. How about how about this? So, most of our emissions in Toronto, it's just over 50 percent building heating. Yeah. And then the rest is vehicles. Okay, Okay. in the city of Toronto, where you want to be mayor. Where you're going to run again for mayor, right? <laughs> Are you pulling my liquor? No, go ahead. So, so, just over 50%. So, if we, like, making a building energy efficient is really hard. And the buildings that are already built, we've already paid for that, right? Yeah. We've already emitted what it took to make the nails, to make the glass, all of that, Okay. So all we have to do is when our, it depends, like if you're, what, what kind of building do you live in? Not just a regular apartment building, just a, a apartment building. Okay. Story so, building. And it's probably got, you probably got a box that hot air comes out of. And they well, probably- it's, it's the, uh, radiators, the old man. Oh, you, you have a radiator, control. excellent. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can't control them. There's a boiler somewhere in your building. Yeah, when it works, yeah. A big boiler, okay? <laughs> it's probably gas fired. Oh yeah, it's gas, yeah, yeah. So when it dies, they take it out and they put an air source heat pump in instead. Yeah. And guess what? You have just removed the, like eliminated the emissions of your building. Yeah. You've just gone to like the, the emissions that are on the grid which Doug Ford is making worse, but that's another issue. We're talking about the city right now. So if, and you know what? Boilers don't last that long. No, that's a good question. They last maybe 16 years. So 50% of them are going to die in the next eight years. I just, we just talked about the news article. Yeah. That's going to interrupt you. Just, so what are we doing? Okay, what are we doing now? Let's get it done. Like, let's invest in that before they all die down, these boilers. You know, invest in it. We need to, we need, like, we have to think of the money that we spend collectively, right? So when your boiler dies, when your, your, whoever owns the building that you live in, um, when it dies, the checkbook is already out, right? Yeah. Because everybody's freezing. So you're already going to spend a chunk of money. So it's really a little chunk, top up. And it, other cities in North America are passing bylaws that say that you cannot replace a gas boiler with another gas boiler. You have to replace it with, a, with electric heat, which if you go to a heat pump, you get three times as much heat for one kilowatt as you would with electric resistance yeah. years. Like we all think about bo- the, the um, like baseboard heaters not that we can do better than that and and so that's what it would take like this house that i'm sitting in right now i own this house it's got apartments in it but i own it when the furnace died the guys i won't mention their name but they show up i it was like a fan belt i've been trying to fix it and like making it work for for like jimmying it here and there and so they said oh eight thousand dollars i said are you kidding me I can get a heat pump for less than that. I threw it out, cut it into pieces, put it, put it out on the street. 
but I hate pumps. So yeah, sometimes I have problems because when it gets really cold, I need a backup heater, electric resistance. And for some reason, it's not working perfectly right now. I got to fix that. But, but I'm, you know, my contractor didn't believe me. He said, when it got really cold after he installed it, he phones me and he says, Sheena, how's the hamster wheel doing? And I said, Jason, the hamster wheel is great. Like we are warm. So it's possible. We can do it. We just prefer not to. And we think for some reason, we think that because it's cold in Canada, we need gas. No, I'd ask so a question. Can you tell me, you say you switched from, uh, from gas to electric. Can you tell me how much you save by that? Just by that putting in and so it's so time for whatever you just offhand? I didn't, I didn't save anything. No. And I, now I would, because I taught, there's all sorts of people in the news saying, oh, you wouldn't believe what my gas bill is. My electric bill <laughs> hasn't moved, right? It is exactly where it was last year and the year before. Yeah. So, because gas is an internationally traded commodity. So those of us working in the industry, when they started fracking, which causes a huge amount of problems, right? It, it, it causes explosions and earthquakes and it can contaminate people's wells. So, you know, that lady in, in Alberta who was lighting her drinking water on fire? Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. oh. I know, I know. And these kinds of things. So it fracking, when they started fracking in about 2008, 2009, the price of gas went down. And gas is subsidized, right? So now the price of gas has gone up and people are saying, oh, if I had it now, I would save money. But the, the other thing I did for different reasons, because this house is over, just over hundred years old, leaked like a sieve, original windows, very quaint, single pane. The wood frames had shrunk. I could actually put my fingers in holes and feel oh the God. outside air. So got rid of all those triple pane windows. So now, the the uh, I reduced the energy use of the building. I, I put insulation all on the outside of the building. So I reduced the energy use of the building by two thirds. You invested the money, then extra money getting all that work done, and now you're saving the money. Or you're saving I invested it, but it wasn't only about um, the problem with energy efficiency is it is really expensive. Just like if, if you took a perfectly new boiler out and put a new one in, like you bought that boiler three years ago, you expected it to last another 13 years, right? You've lost money. You've only, you spent all that money. You only got three years. Yeah. So when something fails is the right time. And the other thing is the house is way more comfortable. And I live very close to the Crosstown construction. So it felt like some nights, like didn't have air conditioning. Um, heat pumps, by the way, are handy because they not only heat, they cool. Mine is not very strong, but what the hell, it's good enough. So, um, the because I didn't have any air conditioning before, so no, I had air conditioning. But I could not hear the noise of the construction anymore because triple pane <coughs> reduces noise. Like it, really? it's so there's a lot of other benefits, right? That you need to think of just being comfortable, no drafts. I have an ERV that that um, that uh, takes the warm, stale air and replaces it with with like cool, fresh air comes in and the heat gets exchanged. Right. So I get fresh, hot air. So, but this is required in new buildings, right? It's not required in old buildings. So 
But these are the sorts of things that if we want to, you know, there's, there's work, there's work for carpenters, there's work, and all of the, all of the, um, the, the furnace guys, they're not going to be out of a job because it's the same trade, right? Yeah, we they need just, more guys. They just say, oh, instead of doing this, I'm going to do this. They have the skill set. They we're know how to do They need more guys to train to, uh, to build a build a, uh, Yeah, but they already have most of the skills. Yeah. You need a little bit of training, right? Yeah, yeah. They already have most of the skills. So it's not like- I got, a good, like I got a good one for you. Yeah. I don't know if you, a lot of people don't know this one. The Catholic churches, Archdiocese of Toronto, yep. they now come down. All these old lights and all these Christmas lights, you know, the old sparkles or icicles and all, you know, the old ones. They now come down that they made it a law that every church has to replace all their lights with LED. Yeah, of course. And, and you know what? They took a church, for example, it was six point something regular lights. It went down to like two point something. Changing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So that's all the yeah, the church. You know what? They said it's too expensive. You know, you, you picture my okay, my church. I just decorated one of the church I go to. Yeah. Five trees, lights. Each one has a thousand yeah. lights. Old fashioned yeah. lights from 20 years old, right? Yeah. And they still work. <laughs> but then you got the lights around the church, inside, all these lights, the lights on the, the ceiling, all those are all have to yeah. be replaced. But the thing is, a lot of these churches have these groups, and I know this. And they're very sticklers about sentiment. Well, you know, there are family lights and all this. But you know what? The church has said, no. Either replace them by next year or don't have any Christmas lights. Right? And that's amazing. I think that's really good. Not a case of the saving hydro, but just also. It's really good. But it's only, that's, lighting is only about 15% of our no, problem. But still, it leads to something. They're doing something about it, which is good. It's, no, 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 no. It's like a ship. You have a closed loop. You have so much space. It's 100% or nothing. And we can do it. We're just choosing not to. Did you so watch what? that? Uh, sorry, did you watch that? Um, I watched that documentary of the Mohawk College, how they made their building. Did you watch that? Uh, no, but I know the architect who did it. Oh, you did? And, yeah, and so we've done some presentations together. Yeah, so I haven't yeah, watched the documentary, but I know the building. I understand what you're talking about. You haven't seen the documentary, you know this guy? <laughs> yeah, I know the building. I don't know. I, saw, I, saw, I watched it three times. I was like, and I wrote down all the details about all the, uh, the the supplies and everything. I just went there. Just yeah. amazing. And so, so, but then, and then my guy, a lot of rebuttal, but you know, it's expensive. But I said, why do they like have the old buildings? Take some of that and take, replace. A lot of, there's too many old buildings. Like this building has to be redone, right? You know, they waste. I'll give you an example. The thermostat on this building is outside. So when it's cold outside, yeah, it's cold in here. When it's hot outside, it's like an oven in this building, honestly, you know? And you know what's That's funny? Ridiculous. And here's a good example. This building is so badly uh, insulated, not not properly insulated. So, like in my, my apartment here, I have three heaters because it's so cold. The, the yeah. heat coming out of the radiator is not enough. So right? you're already on electric heat. No, I mean, oh yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm, on, I'm in the old building. I've been here many years, so I don't pay for electricity. But yeah. now the old, the new tenants, but they're so they're, you're wasting. I asked I asked about 50 people live in this building. They all have electric yeah. heaters, right? And they use it for the winter time. So that's wasting right there because of bad but the boiler system, right? That's an example right yes. there. One example of bad radiator system not working properly. You know, I mean they, they got all four, they said they got all four boilers working, that's what they say, but I don't <laughs> believe it. But I'm just saying that's old standard building thermostats on the outside. A lot of these buildings have that. Thermostats, bad windows, the oh, whole bad windows like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. So why don't so what government don't you trust and why? 
You mean which government? I don't trust them all. Okay. I don't trust them all. No, I think it's uh, they say this thing, you know, 2015, we signed this, nothing's done. And I talked to, I talked to, I watched some of the uh, latent documentaries and all as well. I'm saying it's all, I'm, I'm not going to be mean, but I'm saying it's all like sugar coating to, to, to appease the massive climate control, you know, people like us, like you're you, you know? I, I agree with you completely. I think the liberal- I don't believe, I don't trust any, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, it's only, I work for the government. <laughs> I know what they're like. I know what they're not behind. I know what's going on behind doors. Which, you, uh, which government like, do you work for? What's that? What do you work for? What do you do? Well, I work for National uh, Armed Forces. I, I work for all levels of government. Oh, yeah. but do you still work for them? No. No, no. But I'm still like I'm still I'm still obligated to them and all that, no matter what. Okay. Sort of like. But I'm just saying I know what they're like. I like uh, like all levels. I mean, I'm not gonna need nothing badly, but it's just all it's all paperwork. Okay, give me. You just mentioned about the old buildings. Why can't they invest the money to replace those borders with pumps, right? What, well, what they have, the government has to do, like they have to create a market. They so do. they have to say, no more gas boilers will be installed. And then everybody, all the people who make heat pumps will say, oh, there's a market. Maybe we should do some research. Oh, now we, have, we need a supply chain. Oh, because now we have to train people. The government is doing it backwards. They run training programs. But people get trained and then there's no business. Like yeah, that's you just, stupid. You just said exactly the word right there. Mark, there's no market for it. They don't make it available. But we get a market by because the the fossil fuel companies who are who are flooding our our um, news spaces with misinformation. So nobody really knows what's true and what's not true. And you're right, it doesn't help that the government, we're the only G7 country whose emissions are going up. And the federal government, they change, the base date is supposed to be 1990. They change it to 2005 because then it makes it look better. And then they say, oh, we're going to be 40% below. But no, you need to be 50% below 1990. That, you can't just say, and then you can't just say, we're going to change the start date. And then <laughs> they, they didn't even meet that, as you say, they yeah. didn't even meet their own goal. But the, the really sad part is we can do it. They want to do everything. They say, oh, energy efficiency. And I'm not saying it's bad, because if we do energy efficiency in 2050, we will be using less energy, which is really good. Yeah, it's all, excuse my language, it's all bull. This, these companies make billions. You think they want to downsize? Exactly. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. The government, the government caters, the government caters these companies, because these companies invest in the government and all of the government. The government, yes. and that's why they don't want to. They're not okay. You think a, you think a, what a ACO or whatever? Uh, what's gonna be mentioned? What is another one there? Uh, uh, yeah, you okay. You think they're gonna say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna be economized, we're gonna be gas efficient or energy efficient, but we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose billions of dollars. You think they're gonna do that? No, they don't want that. <laughs> they know? don't want that, and they, they have flooded Alberta, so Alberta thinks. They're just squeezing the last dollars out of Alberta before the they know whole period scheme does. That's, that's where they raise all these prices, gases. You know, the, the, you know when, I see, when they say they're yeah. raising prices, I always say, you know what? They're desperate. They're trying to, they're trying to get all the gas money before they get kicked out. Basically, they're before get, they get kicked to the curb. But, and so, yeah, exactly. That's and why I don't trust, I don't trust any of them. I don't trust the government because not against I don't like them and I work with them because they don't want to go all the way. They're investing in these companies they're paying for to use all their gas stuff and they're wasting, you know, and that's what it is. Unless like Doug you... Ford, like Doug Ford, the, what's the first thing he does when he comes in? 
he cancels all the renewable energy, okay? Yeah. Then now he's building another gas-fired electricity plant. And so the idea was we were going to have a, we have some gas-fired plants. We're going to wrap them up. We're going to take Darlington down, refurbish it, put it back up again. I think it's Darlington. We're going to do Pickering, maybe. Darlington, we just did. Can't remember. But we're going to take one of our nuclear plants down, refurbish it, bring it back up. And so we were going to stay at about 5% of carbon, right? And the renewables, which are cheaper than gas right now, the renewables would slowly fill it in, right? Yeah. Not Doug Ford canceled all of that. Yeah. And so you have them doing that. And then you have the, the federal liberals setting targets that are not sufficient and not even meeting their targets, and then just diddling around the edges, right? So they're, they, they make a big splash. They say they're going to do this. And then every legislature has like the law and then it has the regulations on how the law will be implemented. And there's loopholes in the regulations, right? And so this is why I run for the Green Party, you know, not, not because I think they're going to win, but because I think someone has to stand up and say it. The king has no clothes. Like, we have to say this. We have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, how many of our kids are going to survive, right? Yeah. Like, this is, this is craziness. And the part that is really sad for me is we, it's, we have all the technology we need. Forget about Bill Gates. He is also full of shit. Like, he says we need new technology because he wants technology that he can patent and that they can, that they can then, same kind of choke point capitalism they can take over, right? Heat pumps have been around forever. You, like, you don't need, you can't control the patents, right? And so, but we have everything we need and it's out there and people are making it. You know, so, you know what these guys are? You just said the word Bill Gates, all these people. I call them economists, economists con artists. They yeah. say stuff, they, they say these speeches, they go around the world, millions of dollars, they get paid to do speeches, propaganda, 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 but nothing's done. It's all, yeah. it is. I know that. It is. It is all hype. You know, yeah, Doug, you know Ford, what? Doug Ford cares about the economy, but, you know, being the green economy, he doesn't give a crap. He doesn't give a crap. Right there, example. Yeah, but I know, but even then, the only chance we have is government. Is what? As, as much as we both know how sometimes it doesn't work efficiently, but the only chance we have, and that is why you get the big oil companies funding the Freedom Convoy and like flooding them with misinformation because they are against Trudeau. And as bad and frustrated as I am with Trudeau, He's way better than Polly Ever. Polly Ever is just going to give away the shop, right? And and they know that, and they know that someday he will actually do what he says he's going to do. There is that option, right? And there is that possibility. And so, and so they are trying to they are trying to dislodge him, like all of this information. And we really have to push, like, like the people who are who are. Um, like uh, at protests and things like that. I've gone to protests. It doesn't mean anything. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Oh, 10,000 people showed up with signs. Yeah, it's What happened the next day? Zip. Yeah, zero, yeah. Because the people who have their hands, you have to look, who's got their hands on the steering, steering wheel? 
Doug Ford has his hand on the steering wheel. Justin Trudeau has his hand on another steering wheel. John Tory has his hand on a different steering wheel. We have to try to get their hands off the steering wheel. Like, it, it matters, not voting matters. You, you know, as well as I know, the, the latest trick is like the, the municipal election. It, was like, it wasn't even happening. Like you knock on doors and people are like, there's an election on? <laughs> and so because there was no hype, there was nothing in the news. No, that's all we, can tell. we all know that. Because less people show up. But you know what? It's all media control. But, but don't just say that because I know so many people who are like, oh, we don't trust the mainstream media. No, you trust the lunatic media. Yeah, like exactly. it's all media control. The lunatic media is media control. The mainstream media is media control. Like you've got to really look at these things. And I do, I do trust the mainstream me stream media more. And I have a bunch of them, like the National Observer, totally on climate change. You know, I subscribe to I subscribe to the New York Times. They have a special deal for Canadians. Yeah, I, I watched. I do read the Montreal. Twenty-five bucks a year or something. I subscribe. <laughs> it's great. So and also, you know, um, the Globe and Mail and the Star and little little amounts and give money to the Guardian. And so you try to get that way. You try to get a bunch of different perspectives. Yeah, starting about the, these. Uh, I, I mentioned about these. Uh, these climate companies, these groups are all, some of them are just cons. As I said earlier about Gil Gates and holding me a con, back to these groups again. I've been part of, I've been some of these uh, debates, not debates, like conferences, whatever. I see what they're doing. But some are really good. I could say a handful are really good. They actually read what they want to do something. But the other ones are just, it's like, you know, I've got a cause. I need some money from the government to create that cause. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Let me get more people to debate. We have a five conference. I'm getting a hard. I'm having a. I'm having a conference. Give me some ideas. I like your ideas. I'll give you ten minutes ideas. We get ten minutes to talk. Thank you for coming. See you in the next one. Another hype. More money coming. Exactly. Through. It's a cycle exactly. of con, con, con group money given group assembled people gathered conference back on. I've been I've been to like three uh, three of one three three conferences. They all talk yeah. on ten minutes of talking, ten minutes of chat. I gave all these good ideas. Not one response, you know. No, no I agree. And there's they're all competing with each other. And no, it's but like there, there are, I gotta say, there are there are <laughs> I can count five groups that are really good. They really mean it. I would agree, but do, can you remember their names? I do, what but I'm not, gonna say, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say them on trouble, you know. I got another before I get we all want to the next the next session about three minutes. I gotta tell you another thing, but um okay. there's a church in North York, I think it's North York yeah. area. Uh it's called St. Gabriel Catholic Church. Check out the website. Their church was the old-fashioned church I used to go to. When they tore down the moved location, they turned their they turned their church into a, a fuel-efficient economy, energy-saving church. Yeah. You gotta check out. You gotta check out the website and see what they did. They tried okay. to present this, this, this twenty years ago. Try to present this idea to Ottawa about the way they did, and yeah. they saved so much money. And they used natural material. Like when you walk in the church, it's not your typical church. It doesn't even look like a yeah. church. When you can hear the water flowing and they got pumps in the bottom, like you said, your pumps. Yeah. It's not, it's done by no boilers. I don't think it's boilers, yeah. But anyways, uh, it's all fuel efficient, all natural material. It's the first church I think has ever done of its kind that they actually went green. It's amazing, yeah. right? So check it out, St. Gabriel Church, people watching on uh, Off Shepherd there. It's, okay, uh, I will yeah. check it out. Yeah, just things like, just things been on that. They, they, these are little things happening around Toronto, like the church with the lights and all. This is just, it's, I mean, it's not enough, but to start. But you know what? 
but let's stop as Canadians saying, well, we tried. Like, no, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, we we can do it. <laughs> we can hit it. It's like the Navy. We can do 100% recycling. We just prefer not to. Like, yeah. it's craziness. It's just craziness. I'm going to go to the, uh, got two minutes, but you want to go to the next session right away? Cut in there? Okay. 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 So, so I'll continue on and we'll just be back.